as always, one important note, this is not financial advice. Do your own scouting or hire a director of Metaverse Football. All right, Jimbo, who's joining us for this episode? We've got another guest who's returning onto the podcast. You might recognize the voice when he speaks in a bit after we've introed him. He came on episode nine to talk about all about club branding. And now we're going to do a proper meet the mogul. It is none other, other, none other than Duff. Welcome. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I have a, a cold. I'm, I'm not sure if I can blame uh, you for having passed it through the, uh, the <laughs> podcast, but I'm, I'm double fisting a glass of, um, of liquid IV and coffee here. So we're, we're doing good on a Sunday afternoon. Liquid IV. What, what does the IV stand for? It's like, uh, it's like electrolytes. It's new fancy branded electrolytes. Okay, I've I got... think it's mostly for people who are hungover, but I have two kids and I haven't been hungover for a good reason in a long time. Okay, fair enough. I've got I've got a, a big mug of what's called in the UK Lemsip, and it's basically sort of like paracetamol, ibuprofen, and a few other bits and pieces, but in powder form when you whack it in a drink. So that's that's yep. what we're that's what I'm going with. I'm hoping that it sorts me out for the week coming up. Yeah, you have to stay healthy for the. <laughs> Fingers, crossed. Fingers crossed. Exactly. Need my veggies. Right. So, so two people who are not uh, in perfect condition, but uh, we'll uh, pull through, right? Enough to talk about. So it will be a great episode. I think before we dive into the updates and uh, do meet our mogul Duff, um, we have to talk about some announcements, some things happening. So first of all, the uh, Flovatar and MFL um, cooperation uh, collab. And are you guys doing the quests? Did you check out Flovatar a bit more? I've not done any of the quests. I've checked out Flovatar a bit because I have a sport Vitar or something along those lines, but that's not. Yeah, me too. That's uh, not. Um, I think I won that off the back of a quest thing or something previous. Maybe maybe the World Cup or something along those lines, but I wasn't. That's not being included, so I might have to try and pick myself up a Flovatar to take part in the competition because I don't want to not have. Um, on my historical competitions that Wyvern's performed in, I want to have that Tusk Cup on there as a as, as a historical <laughs> record. But yeah, yeah, no. So I got I got a Flovatar and I checked out the project because now I can participate in the Tusk Cup. So when you own a club and you own a Flovatar, you can take part in the in the club. And actually, if you want to find out more about Flovatar, there will be an AMA actually today, right? When this episode comes out. Yeah, it's literally when this episode comes out, like you, you probably listen to this and we'll use it actually as a reminder to get yourself into the the AMA. Yes. Um, happening. You have like half an hour left or an hour left probably to, to get into the AMA when this gets out. Uh, yeah, um, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, something like that. Yes. So hopefully when you listen to the AMA, you know also a bit more. Uh, about Flovatar and about the, the Dust Cup, because that's the name. And also, probably in the next episode of the Wendercast, we're going to talk to someone from Flovatar um, about it and do a little crossover there. Yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned uh, for that and uh, do the quest. Always fun to do quests. Maybe check out Flovatar and hopefully you can also participate in the, uh, the Dust Cup uh, then. So next week, uh, more about that. What about you, Duff? You have a Flovatar? Are you going to take part in the Dust Cup? I am similar to Jimbo, where I've got a Sport Vitar that I think I won through one of the previous collaborations, and I was hoping that would work, but it uh, looks like we need to get a, a Flovatar to compete. Uh, I was looking at, I think, uh, the Gaia Marketplace for to, to pick one up, and I, I think they're around, the floor might be 100 or so, so 
um, have to kind of look at a little bit more, learn about the project. The nice thing is that if you look at the Flovitar, um, there's two quest boards. So we've got one for MFL, which I think we're all pretty familiar with through Zeely, and the Flovitar one has a lot of quests, and it's mostly about learning more about the project. So I think for the folks who are interested in participating um, and who want to learn more and participate in those quests, it seems like there's a lot of ways to get points. And um, you know that that should be a pretty good job or a pretty good way to get. Um, I think that there might be a, a flow avatar that you can win through the Zilli quest and some other. Uh, I think they're called flow bits, which are used to upgrade your flow avatar. So there's a lot of um, cool prizes out there and ways to learn about the project. And, and it's interesting to see just the kind of cross pollination uh, between these two projects. And I've already seen through the Discord at least two people I think from Flovatar have come yeah. in and, and, and join. So. Hopefully that love is being shared both ways, which will lead to future collaborations. Yeah, it's really nice that we've got this collaboration and hopefully we get sort of more in the future than some of these exclusive cups. So if you're not already picked up a Flovatar and you want to know a bit more about it, like Dust said, you can go check out some of the quests. If not, we've got the AMA happening in a few hours' time. We can call it that now. But also the registration closes on the 2nd of March. So just bear that in mind because the tournament kicks off on the 4th of March. So you'll have about, what is it, five, six days after this podcast release. So hopefully by then you can do some more research, pick up Flovatar and get yourself registered for that cup. Yes, exactly. So is it, um, I think it's capped. Sorry, sorry to 800. Help, I think it is it capped at 800. Yeah, 800, yes. no fatigue. Yeah. So 800. Juicy. I think most people will, will definitely have something below or you have another lower club. The Wyverns benefit from that because I don't get romped. <laughs> it's, it's a good cap for me. All right, so before we're going to discuss tactics and transfers and everything else with Duff, getting to know him a bit better um, as a mogul, um, it's time now for the updates. So as always, we start off with the personal journey. And as last week's episode was recorded two weeks ago, we can do kind of maybe a little bit bigger update, like what happened to us um, in season 0.4 so far in the past two weeks. So, Jimbo, how was, let's say, the first half, I would say, of the, the league, of the competition? Um, slightly underwhelming for a personal note from the Wyverns, but probably expected because I'm nowhere near one of the top sides in terms of just overall. Obviously, we know that's not the BN, BN and whatever it is, be all end all. Um, but I'm currently sitting fifth, which I'm kind of happy about because the four teams above me are all the teams that are stronger than me so i'm like i'll take that but there's definitely room for me to sneak up into maybe a top three i'm currently on 17 points and top is 23 or joint top is 23 senate gets only two wins away and i've got to play three of that top four again and yesterday i beat one of that top three i beat third so usually we see with quite a slow start a bit like man city once we get past the halfway point and we figure out what we're actually doing we start romping games. Um, I'll say that now. I'll probably lose every single one from here. But then my second club, which is their, um, you know, their inaugural league competition in Stone, they're currently rocking seventh. But I'm in a league where a couple of Stone clubs are potentially bronze clubs, and I've got like half a team of mid six, low sixties, and I'm just getting romped. But I'm happy with that. I don't mind that. It's, it's about the learning curve. I like that. I'm sort of in. It puts more emphasis on the tacti tactical side to it and seeing how I can make difference with the team instructions, knowing that I can't just win a game purely by overall and fatigue. Let's see what I can do with team instructions. So that's sort of how my first and 
half, part of my second half spin. It's been as expected. I've not been disappointed, but there's room for improvement. Nice. What about you, Duff, with, well, your whole... How many clubs now? 16 still, right? Or... Oh, we're, we're up to 17. 17, yeah, up to okay. 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. We had a... Uh, I was lucky enough to get a stone license um, in New York, so I couldn't pass that up, and that's a club that hopefully we can uh, promote. But that was one that is... A newly added one for for uh, season uh, not not point four, uh, should I always say. Uh, if you had interviewed me a week ago, I would have been a lot happier. Um, my Platinum Club Hollywood NFC had a really big week. Um, I was in second place, and um, we had a, a big matchup with uh, Toros de Madrid, and we just lost all three. We had three uh, close matches. The first two I actually won. F, um, XG, the third one I did not, um, and we're now in in sixth from second. And uh, Toro's really pulled away as well. They went from um, you know just having a, a small lead, and now they're at the top with 27 points. And uh, second is uh, the North London Novas with 18. So they ran away and kind of hid this week. And um, my my club just had a precipitous fall. Uh, but on the positive side. Uh, my silver club in Quito scored a goal yesterday, which broke a seven-game streak of them being shut out. Uh, so yeah, I love that. Pro- progress there. We're hanging <laughs> on, hanging on top of silver five uh, by our absolute fingernails. Uh, and if you look at that group, it's really, really tightly spread. Uh, a lot of, a lot of quality clubs. Uh, Gaffers in there. Um, Ronan's in there. Um, Sturgeonator. And I'm in the top right now, 20 points, and at eighth place is 15. So we are very tightly grouped there, and um, hopefully we'll score more than. That's usually a good place to start. Score at least one, isn't it? So <laughs> you have to score. It's, yes. it's the plan. <laughs> yeah, I think we are together with the uh, Ambato Iguanas, right? in uh, gold uh, with mm-hmm. my team the Corsairs they had a terrible terrible start I think we lost like I don't know uh, five out of our first six games so that was really I've never had such a bad start with them but um, I actually Jimbo I listened to you um, <laughs> let me explain that um, because I hope you do <laughs> I, I, I resisted this urge to omit immediately after two losses you know change everything up I was like no no we have to stick to that a little bit more consistency give it a shot five six games and then I lost five and drew one. I was like, yeah, now I need to change it up. Yeah, I changed it up and now I have not been beaten in the past six games. So from losing, yeah, so that worked out. And now I'm consistent with the, the change and I'll just stick to that. I think until the end of the season, we won twice, uh, two extra points. So hopefully we can still get into that like uh, five, six spots, let's say. Yeah. Same with Black Sea. I was also very unlucky, a lot of draws and didn't do well, changed a little thing up and the victories start coming. So I think that's a good tip. Like first really see is this like part of tactics or bad luck? If it's really something tactics, then change something up and see if uh, if that works. So uh, that's doing well and also my Corsair Cove team um, which I I'm playing five to three with those wing backs and I really kind of Re- rebuild that team and they're doing very good and they're topping that uh, iron league so ha- very happy with that progress so wingbacks um, things babe. are looking good for me a couple of wingbacks yes. getting involved how are you have to three wing- 
yeah, how are you finding that? Because I think it's probably... I don't think I've played against anyone who's used wing-backs in any of my games. It's going all right? It was more like, yeah, well, they're, they're the first top in the league, so it's going very well. Are you conceding um, a lot? Is it like sort of like 1-0s, 2-0s, or is it... Would you say defensively stronger or just better offensively? Well, I don't know. It's hard to hard to say. I think offensively also pretty strong. Scoring quite a lot against like fatigue side or a little bit weaker sides. Um, but it's more of a practical choice because with the positional familiarity at yeah, these wingbacks, some wingbacks, they were in a primary position and they were like pretty useless in most formation. So I decided to do one team as a dedicated wingback team. Well, you might as well use and, them if they're uh, there and you get ahead of the curve. Maybe that might be yeah. the meta at some point using wingbacks and you'll be the man everyone looks up to and you'll be stomping ahead maybe, for a season and a half or so. Yeah, Let's yeah. see if they uh, can get the cup. So I think, uh, Duff, the little big city is also your team, right? Yeah, we're, we're staring up at the top. Uh, we just had a pretty tight draw y- yesterday. Um, yeah, against me. Lurking in third <laughs> place with 20 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it will be, this is an interesting Iron League also to see who will be... Uh, on top there so to be continued um dev updates shall i do it jimbo or do you want to go for it your voice go for it yeah 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 yeah. go for it i gotta look after it for splash of the week you see yes you have to save everything for splash of the week that's correct uh so dev updates um first thing about the internationalization of the app so adding more languages to it uh french is ready to go and this will be released early uh next week so in the coming days so that's great that the whole game app is also available fully in french now hopefully this will attract more french users uh, also product tour app so for new users is also ready to go uh, and will be implemented uh, implemented with the french uh, translation this week um, the team has been working on player progression and uh, matt and quentin have worked on it we worked some let's say the model how they're gonna do that and globally determine the speed of progression so how fast players can progress um about the new engine so quentin is working on the a new engine that will be released probably for the next season he fixed a free kick bug reduced some probability of weird backward passes what's very interesting for me is a celebration animation i'll uh, ask you guys later what uh, that might be um also improved some running uh, running distance so defenders walking less sometimes then uh jc worked on the current engine there was some feedback that uh, when there's a red card in a game it the sometimes even that team is a bit stronger or it seemed not logical what was happening in those games and he will share his findings soon and start working on that and then the final uh, final thing is that um they validated some of these ex- extended player stats. Soon we'll have more stats in each player profile. And also they worked on the UI for that. So this will be employed with the player ratings in the next major uh, release of the engine. You, you okay, Jimbo? Or? Yeah, sorry, a little sneeze there. Yeah, I was just sneeze. <laughs> but you were laughing at me. <laughs> no, I wasn't laughing. No, I wasn't laughing. No, not at all. So big, some big dev updates there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to ask you what, what you guys think is the most interesting thing or what do you think about the celebration animation is that a suggestion that there might be some 2d things or you just see you guys running away i i think i think the the backgrounds and the reasoning why it's been implemented i think duff is you might have shared this screenshot or might be someone who's talked about this in the discord about 
sometimes you'll get a game where there's a goal in the 20th minute, 21st and the 22nd minute. And really, the chances of that happening are pretty slim when you've, for about a minute of that, you've probably got all 11 players celebrating when they've scored right. So I think it's trying to not make those um, events happen as much. But in terms of a, say like a 2D aspect, I imagine they just like run to the corner flag or all the all the dots huddle together or something like that. Or maybe they, I don't know, maybe they, they get bigger and smaller to say they're jumping up and down, like how the ball gets bigger and smaller when it's up in the air and such. Um, I'm looking forward, maybe, maybe you can customize some, you know, NFT drop of celebrations, run to the quarter flag, maybe uh, do an Adi Bayor and run to the, run to the away fans. Um, you know, <laughs> I think celebration. Does, this thing does suggest that there is some 2D coming because otherwise, why, why would you work on it? We cannot even see it. Yeah. Right. You just have like a little time gap. So it's not back to back goals anymore. It's, right. So it, it's, it's suggested. Maybe it could be a way for us to get a quick sneak peek into what the T the 2D could look like, because maybe when a goal scored, they all appear on the screen for like three seconds to celebrate maybe it's you know maybe. i don't know that yeah. seems really far-fetched i don't think it'll happen but you know we never know we never know with with this dev team know. they just pop with lots of surprises um Duff, are you excited about anything in the dev updates like you're looking forward to or from this the um i think the celebration thing is is interesting i hope it doesn't shorten the game i know it is strange sometimes when goals are scored within a short period of time um weird stuff happens you know in, in sports sometimes uh, you know i i remember watching um i watch a lot of late night um west coast soccer on uh oops sorry jimbo on um uh, <laughs> on my screen after the kids first strike first strike yeah so there's a team that's the usl team in oakland is the oakland route um and i was watching some game where they were up uh two nothing and they were playing um i think it was san antonio and they, San Antonio scored the game in extra time. They, they scored and equalized in extra time, almost immediately bang, bang. And, you know, it's stuck out. I guess that shouldn't happen that frequently, but it does. So I'll be interested to see how much of a pause after the goal gets built in. It would be a little um, concerning if we're actually, you know, like shortening the game. You know, if that pause is 30 seconds in, in play, you know, after every goal, you know, you're really – shortening our, our games a bit but um i do think that if i get to see my little dots run off to a, a corner i'll get extremely excited and that <laughs> override my uh, my anxiety about it yes so i, I think you know, people are seeing guys seeing their, their things running around um the main thing i'm looking forward is probably not gonna be until next season and that's just that's the new shooting mechanics yes that would be really cool i think yeah, a lot yeah. of people are in general i think the and every time they drop the uh, all twenty-two, sorry. Every time they drop the all twenty-two, because I think we got some highlights or sneak peeks of those. Uh, it's always uh, really exciting. Everybody loves seeing those as well, including the the unfortunate um, own goal for that person as well. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it's, it sounds like on that last point where it says about the UI and stuff, it, it says that'll all be implemented in the player rating the next major release of the engine. So maybe that's sort of when that next release does. It's it's not just not a big update to the engine with like one or two features maybe it's it's three or four or five bits all packaged together and pushed at once um because i've maybe thought that play ratings might just get implemented and dropped on a friday morning when yaks wakes up but, but it sounds like maybe it's going to be like a, a big update instead which would be quite nice maybe be quite a lot to unpack one one friday we imagine yeah i do wonder about the 
Yeah, I wonder about the timing of that next big update, um, because I think at a certain point we've gone through enough of the season where if they introduce something, and with the IMF MF Cup, or the IMFF Cup, in um, in play, I don't think they want to change um, you know, the engine too much the way things are in flight, but and it might be interesting to do it before the end of the season tournament as a sneak preview for what people can expect in um, yeah. Uh, alpha, the next alpha season, I I wouldn't hate that. I think that would be a good time for it. But you know, the longer we go, I don't think we want any of these races that have been competed under one set of rules to then change um, dramatically towards towards the next. But I wonder when, when do you yeah. think we'll see that, that I, next big engine? I mean, you say that, and I do agree. I don't think it comes mid season, but last season, midway through, they did change. They did release that big update during the season, didn't they? Which is all about like the win percentages and things like that, which you could probably argue is a big update that they pushed. So. I don't think they do do it mid-season, mid-competitive league maybe. Um, or they, they don't do it mid-league. Um, however, I think I think it happens before the end of the season. And that's probably a really cop-out answer. But I think it's not post-season. But yeah, you cannot just release such a... They say it's like a major release, right? It's like a really big uh, engine fix. So you cannot just drop that mid-season. People will go crazy, right? It's like uh, unfair for the competition probably. The the other argument to that is we are in alpha seasons and that's what true, the whole true. point is. You can't just drop uh, things, so we've got to be prepared. And it's not a fini- it's not a finished product where you have to schedule and announce big stakes. updates. You can with a little bit of announcement drop yeah. it. It's 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 one of those. You can argue it both ways. Yeah, of I think. course, of course. All right. Well, we'll have to see. <laughs> um, let's move on to marketplace uh, updates. I think season oh, update, mate. Oh, yeah, Diamond League. Updates. Yes. We can't just skip over the fact that my prediction is currently joint top. You can't just skip over that. Wait, is it also my prediction? <laughs> joint top, kind of. What was your prediction? I, 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 no, I, mine was Dio's Milano. Yeah. I said Milano. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meta mercenaries ballers, mm-hmm. and I'm currently one, three, and four. So now, I want that. to say like I, I said, I think Meta, Dio, Londinium, and they are all in the top three, but in the wrong order. Uh, for my prediction. So my prediction is going well. Your prediction is also going pretty well. Um, but yeah, so who's how's it going? Let's do a little recap. Uh, Dio and Londinium are uh, both in first place, but Dio has a better uh, goal difference um, with only one goal. So he's first place, Londinium second, and then the Meta Mercenaries and Ballers, but all of those teams are within two points. So it's very uh, tight at the top, very close race. And then you have a couple, the, the other four, they're a bit more trailing. So Basel, Parque Ibirapuera, Club Atletico Tango, and uh, OM Legends. So pretty interesting Diamond League. Yeah, and we've just, we're only in, um, coming up to the ninth match day as well. So we've literally just hit the halfway mark for these for this um, Diamond League as well. So they've all got to play each other at least one more time, apart from they've just had one game of that. But um, But yeah. Exciting stuff for the next seven games of the seven, six. I can't do math. Six games a season for um for them. Yes, yeah, it will be uh, really, really interesting. And uh, yeah, so I I said I think Meta will win, but I hope that someone else will win. It will be healthy for the competition, not to have some kind of Bayern Munich, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah, Although now with Kane, they also cannot win, of course. So it's like the the curse continues for Kane. Yeah, um, there. Um, Duff, uh, what are you? What are your thoughts? Diamond League thoughts? It's it's tough at the top. 
Um, those teams are so competitive. Um, yeah, see how they're they're improving from the players they're adding. It's, it's almost like they're maxing out. It'll be, it'll be really interesting. Um, number one to see our teams get populated in that div- in that division. But then also yes, yes. as our seasons, Agreed, yep. you know, as our seasons progress, you know, th- these are going to be the teams that continue to compete against each other. So it's going to be great to see those rivalries uh, form, and then just how those different the different bets they've made on player development of these real superstars who of those players have that much more uh, development room to grow and how that can impact things uh, moving forward and be really fun to watch and certainly there's a lot of aggression in, in, a, in a good way you know being being shown by the teams to acquire that talent uh, and i wonder if, if they see someone who's not going to maybe uh, develop as as expected if they start you know trading that around because no no one is shy about making moves in that in that division it's really uh, it's really exciting. yes and it's really uh, fun to watch and definitely a bit more engaging uh, now also and I agree yeah, we talked about it before Jimbo and uh, that it would be cool to add a couple more teams or to have like a full Diamond League twelve teams right yeah so, I think in our MFL resolutions nice. I, I think I definitely said I'd like to see at least ten teams signed up or at least eleven signed up for for a competitive season some point this year so hopefully we get that but at the moment yeah. we've, we've, we've yeah. regressed a bit I, I, I think when that happens we're gonna see I guess it's not a trickle down maybe it's a trickle up effect where teams that have right now um, because we've got reduced rewards you, know, you can you can have higher quality players in lower divisions for fun you know or to try different things out um, yeah once you've got four more established diamond league teams that are probably looking to fill out 20 to 25 man rosters that that's gonna be very interesting in how it pulls talent upwards that division and what the effect is going to be on the rest of it. yeah I do one that you probably see a lot of the legendaries from below the platinum league get pulled into those teams because they can probably get rewarded for them because the chances are you know dio ronan you know eric all, all those big diamond players aren't going to just happily give away their big players to other diamond competitors so we'll probably see um some of those legendaries not talking to you tagger definitely not shouting out you and legendary players get swooped up maybe through some attractive contract offers up to the diamond league for sure interesting when that happens yes we have to see all right now marketplace after the season update so we already mentioned this but we've seen some new active managers coming from flovatar for example special agent um i think i should pronounce it like this although there's numbers everywhere in his name um, he bought a lot of loads of uncommons and also a stone club, uh, which each new manager uh, can buy. Um, I also saw Dutch Brett. Interesting to meet him. Maybe another Dutch guy after Dio and me uh, in the game. Also from Flovatar. Does Brett mean uh, something different in Dutch? Would um, you use that word? No. <laughs> Brett. Okay. Brett, I just said <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it just uh, no. It doesn't mean anything. So okay. it's it's pure English. So apparently he's a Brett. Uh, and Mama. <laughs> Mamat BRS, I also saw new person, Stone Club and player. So yeah, nice to see those new uh, people coming in. I've also um, got one other one I saw as well. Um, this morning there was these special agents, but there's a guy called Fed as well, which I think is yeah, quite yeah. neat that you've got special agents and you've got Fed. <laughs> Fed. You know, like we're gonna get yes. suddenly like the yeah. MI5 will be the next user drop I back in, or you know, CIA. Him, we did mention him a couple episodes back. Oh, okay. Think, but but it's funny, yeah, with the, the Fed and the special agent. So we're all, uh, all being present. Um, active managers. Yeah, Lamb Web3 keeps buying. You always see his name every day in the, in the sales bot and then announced on Twitter. 
Shout out to him. Also for Blender or Bountiful, uh, those two names. Loads of clubs again. I think Duffy uh, is competing with you for most clubs award. Um, and also a lot of players he bought and Spice Weasel, new club players. So act managers. And one very interesting trade before we go to the splash of the week. Huge is that, trade. Huge trade, yeah. One of uh, a massive trade. Is that Arlindo Terto, so the Brazilian super striker, moved from Unity to uh, Profound Soda to FC Cincinnati. And Unity got a non-MFL NFT for that. We don't know what it is. but I'd love to know what that is. <laughs> could be anything. Maybe one Flovatar. Uh, could be. Um, yeah, so that's a massive trade. So Terto is now Parque Ibirapuera. That's also nice. Brazilian Brazilian team. Right? Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a team, yes. Okay, Jimbo, your voice. Let's go. Splash of the week. Well, technically, it's splashes because we've not been splashes. here for two weeks. So the air table is still not working. So Calvinate has done his utmost best to basically trowel through, or maybe at the time, screenshot some of these some of these um these purchases so if some of them are wrong you can blame both of us but also tell yak to update the air table so we can actually filter it properly and look back at it but we'll go to the top three position number three the last two weeks Gitarero, 350 dollars marine apatry mm, butchered that romanian 85 rated player lovely stuff and then in second we've got flosi 550 dollars for an Argentine right back, Ezekiel Martial. I think that one was pretty good. 84 rated player, 17 year old, young player. And then this fortnight, <laughs> this fort this fort this fortnight's splash of the week goes to Lopez dropping 850 US dollars for a 90 rated player in Peter. Schroers, Schroers, Peter Schroers. I, I, should, I should pronounce this, I think, uh, because it's like Dutch. So, Peter Schroers. There, there we go. There we go. Belgium CDM, 90 rated for 850 United States of American dollars. So, some big purchases that's a, that's a coming big splash. in the last week. Yeah, big yeah. splash. We call that like a big, a big splash. Big splash. Big splash. So, that's this fortnight's splash of the week. Awesome. Bosh. Oh yeah, Duff. So by the way, about the club. So for, do you do you feel that now that for Blender is uh, is competing with you for most clubs, or you don't feel it like that? It should well, be challenged. I, I I think it's interesting because we've seen some other ones. I think Dio has has scaled down. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a lifestyle at a certain number of clubs. <laughs> uh, it it's great to see. I mean, the main thing is that these clubs are being like well looked after and uh, and and are active. I also did think a um, a purchase was interesting, which was recent. Uh, Spice Weasel bought the Dallas Bronze for two hundred. Two hundred, um, yes, yeah. Yeah, which is which is interesting because people have different theories on you know. Do you just want to have a license and then you know I my brand makes the location, um, or are you particular about which locations you choose? And I think there are probably a few things related to that license where there's not a lot. You know, a U.S. license, um, and it's in a, in a big sporting city, in a big, a very populous state, um, and there's not a lot of them in the same way that some other clubs or other cities do have a number of them. Um, 
our beloved Quito has a number of clubs, you know, uh, other other um, locations in, in Spain, I think, have a number, certainly a lot of Madrid clubs, not a lot of ones in Dallas. So it's interesting, though, to see how the location impacts mm, yeah. the price of, of a bronze club, because you could have, you can get a silver club for $200. Um, but I, I think that's good to see, because it shows that the location does matter to people. Um, I, it may be, that's just a, 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 um, a factor of location plus scarcity plus what those locations are. Um, and, and maybe it's not broadly applied, but I do think it shows that where those are um, does matter, and which is which I think is good uh, to the aspect of, of how we've got the club situated. Yeah, definitely. But I think you can really see that like yeah, uh, certain locations, they have, um, let, for example, USA, uh, Citizen USA, I think they sell for way more than like a random, Saudi Arabian club, right? Or London or Barcelona or Rome or uh, so. And Quito, of course, yeah. So, But it's nice to see indeed that, that he wants to invest that in uh, $200 for bronze. But you have then Dallas, you have this license where he's from, I think, or at least the state. Um, so that's really cool. So yeah, good to see. Good, uh, good other uh, transfer on the marketplace uh, this week, changing hands a club. I think how Dirk, I just want to spend 20 seconds on it. Maybe Jimbo, 10 seconds, 20 seconds. And then he's we literally, he, 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 barely, he, he plays meh and he does meh. Yes. End of. Yeah. End of. And, uh, end of segment. Uh, Dirk is, uh, it's not worth our time. No goals, no assists. Five games. So yeah. Puts uh, in a solid five out of 10 each week. No more, no less. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to why Dirk. More fun uh, Much because more fun. we have a couple of questions. For example, for Duff, when England? Mm-hmm. Well, I do have the um, I have an open row, which is always risky on, on the mobile. So I have an uneven number of teams. Um, I actually had uh, sent someone a, a message through the MP um, or, or through through Discord about a club that is not England that I was trying to get the Stone Club. List is pretty high for a stone club. There's probably a ceiling on what I'm willing to pay, um, but have have not have not heard back. And then England, yeah, I I don't have a club in England amongst my um, my my roster. Nothing really jumps out to me. I don't have a really good concept. Um, there was one in in Bristol that was located there, and I was into um, I guess I still am uh, into like um, you know, like bands like Massive Attack. They've got a big footprint there in Bristol. That kind of like trip hop scene so maybe i could come up with lights around around that i don't know um but that's there's also not really a lot of um great great value i think on the england side but that would probably be one that before we go live if we're going to do things like uh having location-based tournaments you know, i do have a club in dublin so maybe that would sneak me in um but yeah no, no england just yet kind of picking my spot and i'm also waiting for this other uh, stone club to Come down. Um, so it's a uh, pipeline, let's say. And then for Jimbo, your your uh, Lamb Web Three wants you to pronounce a name. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pronounce this name, which I think is it's two <laughs> words, and there's probably about fourteen letters in each word. Um, so it's I really don't know. It, the first two letters are Y and C. No idea how that is pronounced. Probably should have looked at where this club was, maybe what region or country to help me with the pronunciation. But it's like, I can't even attempt this. Like, maybe the Y is silent. So I just go like, Cumandu 
Cordillerdad. The second bit I can do, I think that sounds quite Chilean, Cordillerdad, or like South American. But the first bit, I've got no, no Scooby on how to pronounce it. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe the way it's silent. Why can you mandiu Cordillerdad? Cordillerdad. Cordialidad, it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you, like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It sounds like cordial dad. Like, the cordial, cordial dad. Yeah. Cordial dad, yeah. <laughs> but a very interesting club, indeed. Quamandiu cordialidad. All right, well, you gave it your best shot, Jimbo, so good job. That's, that's all I can do these days, mate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I think, uh, Dov, you already answered in the chat the, about something I don't know about. Jalen Brown something and dunk, dunk contest. His horrendous attempts at the dunk your, contest in the All-Stars. Uh, yeah, that's European uh, ignorant uh, about basketball. I just saw I some know. like clip of like him doing like a no look dunk and it was horrendous. Um, or practicing his no look dunk for for the for the. I don't know if he did it in the actual one, but he's just from what I've heard, he's not. He's not an. He's not a, a, a dunk competitor. Yeah, he's an okay. He's okay um, in game dunker. Sounds like Dirk. Yeah, okay. um, he's not really, you know, there's a performance aspect of it. They're, he plays for a team, the, the Boston Celtics, and the guy who did, they had an old player named uh, D. Brown who had a, a quote-unquote no-look dunk where he kind of hit his eyes and his elbow. It was a little corny then, um, and he was trying to do it, and it didn't quite pull off. I mean, the, the main thing is that a lot of the superstars, um, Michael Jordan used to be in the dunk contest, Vince Carter, the people that non-NBA fans would know. Or in it, and there's a lot of risk for being a, a star. And he, he's not a superstar. He's more of like a, the second best guy in a team, or maybe the third best guy in, on the best team. And you know, the, the risk is that these guys who are in that position can, um, you know, they can become a meme and they can get made fun of. But no one even who played in the All Star game had been in the dunk contest in almost five or six years. So uh, hopefully, him being out there and taking some grief does encourage other stars to uh, to do it next year. Um, and, and see how they can do because the people that they have in the dunk contest, a lot of them are great dunkers, but it's kind of like it's like a trick, <laughs> and, and they're not going to be people who are going to see meaningful time. So, um, you know, in a uh, an actual um, competitive basketball game for the most part. So, getting the bigger stars in there is useful, and if it takes Jalen Brown some, some grief to, uh, to to be the first domino, hopefully more people do it next year. But yeah, so well, people basically... who care a lot about the dunk contest were pretty upset about it. So if they did the equivalent of the World Cup, it'd be like asking Harry Maguire to do like a bicycle kick competition or like just get defenders to do it. Like someone who probably could do it in a game, but you know, you wouldn't want to see actually doing it on a on a competition for a bit of fun level. But um, Yeah, I mean, not... especially the bicycle kick. Even Harry Kane uh, whiffed on one over the, uh, the weekend. But he finally, of course, was a hero <laughs> in, at the end of the game. But he gave up a pretty tough bicycle kick attempt uh, the other day. Yeah, right. Well, Duff, it now comes to the, the, the part of Why Dirk where you've probably heard it numerous times. You've probably shouted at your you know, your phone or your headphones, wherever you are, when you've heard people's answers to this, maybe including mine. Um, it's it's, it's the, the top three chocolate slash candy. But if you are aware, we, we have a different set, we're a different format where... We're not asking for your top three. We have a top three from our listeners, and you get to replace one of the top three with one of your suggestions. So I will just remind you of said top three. In third, we have Snickers. In second place, we have Fancy Gaffer's 
something along the lines of hand dipped salted caramel chocolate bites or something along something along those lines. Yeah. It's some hand White dipped salted caramel piece. Yeah, it's it's got White. like at least like eight letters, eight words in what this chocolate type actually is. And then at top we've got Kinder Delish, bit of Kinder in there. Which chocolate would you like to replace with one of your own? It's tough. This is, this is a way to make enemies. Um, you know, I I will probably replace Fantasy Gaffers because I think that is served in classier establishments than, than would even let me in. Like you need to get like a like jacket and have the right kind of shoes to get that served at a restaurant. I'll probably have to replace that one. Yeah. Okay. With what? What, will you what are we replacing with? it with? Well, the, the trick is is that I'm actually lactose intolerant, so I can't do milk chocolate. I usually do like the dark chocolate and like the really bitter kind that you have one square and it dries your mouth out for an hour and, and oh, uh, nice. you know then you, you vibe off that for a while. Um, Skittles, I mean, or, uh, usually if I do, uh, I, I'll do like candy, like um, like Skittles or, or something like that if I want the jam sugar Ooh, okay. to my dentist. Um, probably too probably too chaotic to, to enter that in there. Um, yeah, it's really a curveball if you suggested that. We're gonna put that in there. Uh, that, like I'll go peanut butter Twix. Yeah, yeah I mean, dark chocolate. There's a, yeah, there's broad. There's a broad range, but yeah, I don't have a really a go-to dark chocolate, um, or at least one that you know. Like, do we get the kind of the natural food store, and a bar is like four dollars, and um, not great. Um, certainly not the value that you find in the marketplace or NFL. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're <laughs> going with so we're going with Twix. Twix. So we got okay. peanut butter yeah. Twix. Peanut butter Twix. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Okay. Good choice. That slots in at number two then. So our next guest, they'll be asked, they'll be asked that top three and they'll have to replace one. Um, just finally, before we do move on to meeting you in a bit more detail, um, your top vegetable, and I'll also ask you really quickly, how many methods can you cook that vegetable <laughs> in, do you reckon? You know, uh, yeah, I don't think I can beat 50, but uh, we haven't had a lot of uh, respect for the squash family. And... I, I'm uh, one sport, of one mate. of the things that actually grow pretty well. Winter winter squash, like we call them butternut squash. They're like kind of hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a sweet potato. You can do a lot with that. I mean, that's probably like a weird looking pumpkin, a weird looking pumpkin fella. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's like more like of a, a rectangle instead of the circle. You yeah. can do it a uh, curry. You can roast it. You can do them sweet. You can put it in in a, in a chili. Versatile. Uh, so I think we should put them. Yeah, versatile, delicious. And just root, root vegetables in general, like we need to just put put some respect on the root vegetables. So put squash, and... butternut squash, winter squash, and just out of your head, how many times do you reckon you could name you could cook that? Ten, maybe. I think I would start Jamaican stuff after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ten's probably. Okay, ten methods of cooking. So if someone would like to ask Duff in the Discord to name all those ten, then um, then be my guest. So this will all thank you very much. Go to yeah. the Wender, uh, I'll get Wender right back to you. The Wender Cook Show. Uh, soon to be uh, released by us. All right, we uh, with, with the, the apple crumble that's, recipe that's leading the, up the, the Whoa, main, the main recipe yeah. In there. yeah. Well, contraband. So maybe that's on the Patreon. <laughs> that's how you get the, the sign-ups for the the Wendirk Plus. When we monetize the podcast, crowdfund, be the crowdfund first thing. Book, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, the main segment. Well, we already talked about forty minutes uh, with updates, um, but that's great because it's also good content, of course. And we like to talk. And um, so now, Meet the Moguls, you already introduced yourself in episode nine, but could you do a little bit of a recap, Duff? Like quickly, what's your MFL story and maybe also some MFL highlights or like 
your highlights so far. So a short summary of your career. Yeah, I think um, that's probably not the most interesting part. So I'll just make it as quick as I can um, where, you know, I, like a lot of folks, I got into Top Shot. Uh, I was into car collecting, um, but the, the NFT and the, and the Top Shot moment space made a lot, a lot of sense to me, um, both just in, in terms of how digital collectible works. And then also if you want to trade or sell, you know, to deal with, things like condition and, and, and eBay fees and all other stuff. Um, and like a lot of folks, I, I got that, that email, uh, a number of projects um, that were part of the DAGBER eco ecosystem. You know, some of them I probably wish I had ignored, but uh, the big one was of course MFL. I got drawn in by the art, uh, started going to the, the marketplace, signed up with the Discord, really only started using Discord for um, to talk about MFL and, and to use the match spot from, from back in the day. Um, when that was the only way we could use our players. Um, shout out to Dr. Matchbot Kevin. Um, and then from that, it just kind of, you know, just kind of grew. Instead of going to the store and getting cards, I mean, also like I'm a dad, so I would go to, to Target, and you know, we were coming from home, so it wasn't really like I wasn't going out. So you know, the money that I would have spent doing fun things um, when I had two little kids, I just started going into the MP and, and, and buying players that I liked. And you know, I've seen the market kind of fluctuate a little bit it's, it's hotter now than it was um but it's also you know it's, it's cooled off and there's been better times to, to buy um but I've, I've mostly just been buying and not doing a lot of selling and i have acquired um, a rather huge agency with an on about 17 clubs as well at, at this point and i really like it you know love the community lo love the vibe really like the product and i am actually learning more about the sport through interacting with the product as well which i think is going to be a journey that other people who are in similar positions, um, you know, they, maybe they really like sports simulation games um, or, or, or actual sports action games, but they're familiar with that whole, you know, draft and develop and, and brand your club. Um, I think there's a natural sell there, even if people aren't as into um, the sport of, uh, let's say, international football as they are into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Super, super, super. So, um what we've got up next is sort of asking about season 0.4 and, and how you found that sort of some of the features i guess the big ones are what is really positional familiarity and the team instructions how's how's that been treating you and your abundance of clubs we'll call it yeah it's a learning journey it is um I've tried, so one of the things that we had to do and um, one of the things I'd recommend anybody doing is make sure that you've got the right players in the right place for your formation. Uh, so I did have to refactor a number of my teams um, going into the season to make sure that I wasn't doing things like starting a wing as a striker or starting a right mid as a center mid for the formations that needed that. So there, there was a big effort for that. And what I tried to do was for each team go through the formations and figure out um, which couple of formations I think I could use. You know, primary formation and then uh, either one with a sub or one if I didn't think that there was a good formational matchup in. Um, I try to narrow it down based on things like do I intend on running um, you know, a back line at three or four or um, I, there's kind of a decision point of if you're going to use wings or not. Um, so that was a big exercise for it. It's been a little bit of a mixed bag. Most of my teams, I usually, on my, my um, Twitter, I will publish kind of the updates. I try to be as transparent as possible you know, with what their overall, where they're standing. And we're mostly in the top half of the table, a number of close, close contention. Uh, I think there's some things I have a handle on and some other I don't. Um, you know, like Calvinator, 
I am trying to get my uh, my wing backs to work. I have a few clubs that are running uh, a back line of five. Um, and I also made a big move before this season because I, I, I did a trade with, with Scrub. Uh, I had a, a legendary left wing back. And we have been talking about he was he was trying to acquire that guy from from me, and in the course of the conversation, it, we kind of flipped it. I was like, well, what if I get your legendary right wing back instead in a trade? So I traded a um, a guy who's he's actually my highest rated player. I had pulled uh, pulled him out of a pack. Um, he was 90 rated CB, and uh, easily my highest player. I, I traded traded him for an 87 and um, right right wing back. And uh, another uh, rare with some potential, and I was thinking like, all right, well, this is uh, you know, I'm I'm going to be the one who who zigs when others zag, and I'm going to run this, this five this five man back line. And in my testing ahead of time, it was really just uh, I wasn't giving up a lot of goals, I wasn't scoring either, and I I don't think I got the right team instructions for that, so I kind of chickened out and tried some other formations with my main platinum club. Um, but I would say as that club falls out of contention, I'll probably look to learn more about that and, and trying to get ahead of it. Um, I also don't think I'm getting as much of, out of my cams as I'd like. And that's, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of challenge. Although I do, I'm having some success with four, three, one, two. Um, and I thought that um, the diamond formation would, would be better. I think a lot of people are excited and I'm, I'm having a hard time uh, with that as, as well. So I want to use instructions to, um, see if I can get more out of that because I like the idea of starting um, a CDM and a, and a CAM, uh, but it's not really uh, working that great. <laughs> so uh, I, I think we're still, there's a lot of pieces to um, that were put in place. Some of them I think have a better hanger hang. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely like we talked about it. Like there's not so many vi uh, variables now. We have way more formations. You have these 11 team instructions and then you also have those the captain bonus that can affect things plus yeah that's positional familiarity and especially for you with like 17 clubs like sending people everywhere to to have like the best uh, rosters for for each of your clubs so that's yeah that's a lot to to change up and then for season 0.4 to see what kind of result it will bring but but you're you're also doing this like doing a lot of testing and trying to be consistent first and then making small twitches let's say or any approach you have for that, for testing stuff? Yeah, it, it actually makes it a little challenging with the tournament going on because at least at the top clubs, it's hard to run friendlies against each other. Um, I had been running a lot of friendlies because against um, you know equivalent teams like for for me, uh, BFC Manchester is in a different platinum league, so I would run or we would both run a lot of um, friendlies against each other. And then I would also run a bunch against Ronan. Uh, usually, you know, uh, I would be benchmarking against my team's performance and, and not trying to beat them necessarily, but just seeing what made things better or worse. Um, but with everybody in the Elite Cup, it's a little, or the Titans Cup, it's a little locked down. Um, so it makes it a little hard because what, what I would try to do with testing is let's, let's run, um, you know, five of the same match against each other and then compare. And then, you know, somebody will switch their settings and see how that works. Um, it's not perfect, but it gives you a little bit of sense of things. It, it, it is, I think it's a little challenging because there's not a ton of visibility with what your opponent is doing, um, you know, unless you've got like a, a relationship with them and you can compare notes. And I think that I, since we're in an alpha, I wish it was a little more transparent 
as we're all, you know, we're all trying to figure out the engine and we're also trying to work with the team to help fine tune things. And I think there are some things that, you know, maybe, maybe there are instructions that you wouldn't know. Um, but I think based on the team instructions that we have, you would know by either watching a game or playing a game if someone was, you know, pressing you high, what their line was like, if they were routing it through their attack through one side of the field or another. And I wish there was like a little bit of an aftermath report or just showing you what the other team settings were. Um, so you could compare, well, you know, if I do this, how does it change what the other person's doing? Um, I, I do think some of that is getting your own secret off the way, but others is, well, you know, we saw based on where they were, how they were playing, you know, uh, what their instructions were. I, I actually just watched the, um, there's a recap after the Barcelona game and they interviewed one of the players and they were saying, well, you know, we were able to, they're pressing us so high, we were able to just kick the ball heads and score. And, you know, the players know how they're being played. So I, I think having some of that information that's currently hidden to us, um, at least it's hidden to us before we have the all 22, that would help figure out, you know, how the uh, you know the, the team instructions uh, play out and, and how I've I've got a little bit of an ultimatum for you then. Um, I'm taking this idea sort of from the mobile fantasy game called Top Eleven, where it's like you can play friendlies between games, but they fatigue your squad, so you can't just go trip. So so say in the future with the full game, we have that transparency little match reports. Would you be happy with that? But you can't run friendlies willy nilly when you wanted to. Because part of me thinks in the future, I, I don't want some, I don't, I quite like being able to change things after each game and respond and react to that. And obviously during half a season, you know, lots can change, etc. But say when the game is fully finished, or so developed to a point where we've got relegation, promotion, player progression, 2D or visuals, that sort of thing. I would like to have it so you can't just run friendlies whenever you want. Yeah, I think there's a lot of interesting conversation around friendlies. Personally, I don't, I don't care if people friendly against my team because I get information too. I wish we all just had a complete set of information, but I, I wish there was. I know others, you know, like Wilbert is one that 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 has expressed you know thoughts otherwise, and that's that's fine. I wish there was just a setting saying, you know, make me visible for friendlies or not, and I think that would solve a lot of problems. I mean, because realistically, if we were going to, if we were in, um, you know, if we had non-metaverse teams and we had a range of friendlies you know we would share information and we would agree to meet up in a, a place to hold the match and all that there's a lot of mutuality that happens to, to make that um so i think what i what i personally would really like to have is the ability to set up my own scrimmages um where it would even if it was like a, like a computer team and let me just pick their settings and i could run 10 or 15 uh, uh, simulations against it or just, you know, ha scrimmage against uh, CPU or other players, even if it's my own team cut it in half, um, have the ability to do that. And I don't even have to worry about the other, the other person. I think that would be a, a good way to, to learn a, as well. Um, I, you know, how realistic that is, I don't know, but I, I agree. Once we are in production, then there's a little bit more that can be, um, you know, there's a little bit maybe more gamesmanship that can be with not being part of friendlies or not being able to run unlimited ones, what have you. Um, but we're not quite there yet. We're still in alpha and we're still all learning. Some of the stuff is going to get changed probably a little bit. Other might be a lot. And I think while we're all learning, it makes sense yeah. to be a little bit more cards. With. Fair enough. I think that's a, a good point uh, there to, to yeah, also, also for us, for more testing and feedback and uh, to, to provide that, et cetera, so for the game. Um, we have 
I think we can maybe combine some questions. I don't know if you agree, uh, Jimbo, about uh, signing players. So, so fantasy uh, gaffers question. So we always ask, right, our last guest to to ask the next guest something, and he asks about how do you recruit new players, and we can combine it with our question about like what's your strategy to to buy and sell players, and also Lem. Uh, uh, oh no, that's the other one. Lem Freeze uh, next uh, after this. But maybe about recruiting players. So how do you do that? Like, what's your strategy to get new players for your teams? How do you do you look at marketplace? Yeah, I wasn't sure if, if his question. Yeah, I wasn't sure if his question was new players for the team or new players to MFL um, as a whole. So I, I could do both. But I would say, you know, just for to get new people into the game, I try to. Um, basically be as welcoming and open as I can. I try to post a lot of stuff on, on, on Twitter. There's kind of shows what I'm doing and um, try to be uh, welcoming or be funny with memes. If some of them work, some of them don't. You know, I'm the dad, so all my jokes are dad jokes. Uh, and trying to be as pro-information as, as possible. I think generally people try to have power either by uh, holding information from others or by sharing it. And I try to err on the side of sharing it, especially in a community like this. Um, even though, and also, like, I, I, I try to keep my complaining down to a minimum in, in, in chat. It doesn't always happen, but um, try to try to be a little bit more reasonable when things come up. Um, I do tend to see weird stuff because I'm seeing, like, 18, 17, 18 games a day. So, you know, I'm not putting in a ticket for everything, but if something does come up, I want to, you know, flag it for the team. Um, and also, like, trying just generally not, not to lose my mind when I, when I lose. Um, it's, you know, to mix success. Uh, but in terms of recruiting players, like actual uh, signing uh, players to my team, I like um, – there's actually not – well, I'll take it back. I, I like some of the, what I'm seeing with uncommon prices on the market right now. I think that's good for, for coming down, at least some of them um, coming down for, for newer newer people. Um, there are parts of the market that I did like a couple weeks ago, which were the players who, you know, using Ali's tool or I got my own spreadsheet – who with a point or two of development here could make a big jump. Um, there is, there is, I think, a pretty soft spot for guys who are like in the 82, 83 range, but if you added five points to their main stat, they could become Lego pretty easily. I mean, we don't know how promotion is going to work, but there are some educated guesses that you could you could make there. Um, and as we've seen, when a player goes from blue to purple, there's a jump, sometimes as much as 100 bucks. So I've liked players who I think have that um chance to increase their their tier of rarity i also do look for overall stats uh, even though you know we've seen in the formula um, that certain stats aren't looked at for different positions i don't think having high pace is ever a bad thing um, things that i like seeing guys who have um maybe abnormally high defense uh, especially on like i want my 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 um my mids to have um, good defense, even if it's not highly weighted for their position. I just don't like having bad defense any, anywhere. I figure pace, defense, physical are always good stats uh, to, to look at. Um, because I think there's going to be a difference, too, when we do see promotion, uh, especially you know, using an example of, of CBs. You can get a pretty high rating using just with a, just a, having a defense and a spike stat. Um, you know, maybe a guy has a defense already that's like 83 or something like that. Um, but the type of Lego he becomes is going to change based on the underlying stats. Like, I want a defender. If, I, if I'm looking at that, if I'm looking at a ceiling, um, 
or if I'm looking like I want a Lego ceiling out of that player, I want him to be able to pass and dribble, you know, and not just be a, my cap is as an 85 player because I've got a 93 defense, but, you know, my speed is 30. I mean, if you can get that guy cheap, that's great, but that's not someone I want to make a big investment on. So I do look at overall stats and age, of course, as well. Yeah, so you're really on the marketplace, like, setting all those parameters for, to, to have a good, let's say, base for pace and physical and and not just have, uh, yeah, I really see a lot of those CBs who have, like, crazy high defense, but then super low physical, super low pace. Or, yeah, like a, a winger with, like, yeah. crazy high dribbling, but the rest is bad. So to, to avoid buying those players. So just proper research, let's say, looking at what you want. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the position. I mean, I am, I guess, either fortunate or, or unfortunate, depending on how you think it's that I can find, I usually have a player just about anybody I can see in the market. So if I do see one of those winger or one of those CBs, um, or increasingly even center mids, because you need to run three of them in certain formations, and, and he might be around 35, 40 bucks, and maybe his stats aren't great, or maybe he's 24, 25, but I think it might be a useful rotation player. You know, that's someone I could find a place for if I do see a value. But I did actually think, um, you know, I also have probably enough players at, the, at this point that I'm not actively looking for a lot. Um, but I think the point that uh, Gaffer made in the last podcast about trying to leave some bargains for other folks um, who might be newer, I think that, that's well taken as, as well, where, you know, we don't need to see, grab every player, um, you know, that, that, that comes across unless, uh, you know, there is a, a plan for uh, how that person's going to help a team. Yeah, not 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 fantasy gaffer pointing out the, the nice the nice price players and then Calvin Air just going, oh, whoops, I just bought him, you know. <laughs> Sniping it quickly. Uh, yes. I'll loan him out again for a low fee. But, uh, I was looking for a guy. Uh, he's playing now for Calvin Jr. So he is, he's being useful to me. Uh, that's good. Um just just to but yeah i agree it's nice to to leave some uh, for everyone actually the uncommon market was like pretty pumping lately with the, the flow with our crew uh, coming in and uh, buying some there but yes i agree i think i'm on, we were both on the same page in terms of like recruiting players and really seeing as more holistic with like all of those stats and, and uh, everything included let's say and uh, what about uh, your question for the next guest since you answered fantasy gaffer's question think about it uh yes i do have um i I have two potentially i've got one is and i think i did it the last time too um what are ideas they have for this club or for the the team to be able to generate revenue that isn't just pack drop i think this is a concern i mean not not a concern with a capital c you know where, where people are afraid but it's a point of interest where um we want the team to be well funded so they can figure out their their um that they continue to make their money and keep the game alive and get rewarded for what they do you know everybody wants them to succeed um pack drops are the number one way that we've seen of revenue um you know what are things that they have uh, or even things they would consider uh buying um you know that aren't just players related I mean, when it, if they if they have a pack drop you know I, i'm probably going to be there um uh, but you know what other ways might uh, someone have of uh, you know giving the, giving the team their money. Uh, I actually think it would be great, personally, to be able to have like your own little data analytics piece, like like what Juan Carlos runs with his different simulations. Tracking some of the stuff uh, by hand is a pain. I, I've recently been tracking um, how I've been doing against XG, 
And also I'm trying to do formations as I get a handle on the new formations, which um, hard enough for one club, you know, doing it for a number is, is really a challenge and kind of hit diminishing returns. So that's something where if there is like an analytics description, I think that would be really cool uh, and people would be into it, at least in the high end. But certainly interested, you know, just cosmetics, there's other things I've heard a lot of interesting conversation about. So I think that's a great, uh, a great one to ask folks. Okay, so um, how to generate yeah. revenue? We can say also the the other thought I had, uh, and maybe this is even one to ask in the beginning about people's journey. Just, you know, has there been uh, uh, you know an athlete, an athlete or a sports team that they connected with uh, in their life? And what is what does that connection mean to them? I think is a kind of a cool question. Everybody has a question to a connection to to sport. Nice question. Kind of brings us here. Uh, a, a thought, not a thought, a a something I wanted to mention, which I saw actually. Um, Duff, you just reminded it then by talking about the team, the MFL team, was that um, I was on LinkedIn the other day, you know, the, the, the boring corporate social media platform is LinkedIn, and I saw the MFL two days ago posted they're hiring a senior growth marketing manager. So, Ooh, you know, nice, nice, nice. So, you know, a little bit of alpha there dropping in from the world of LinkedIn. I dropped them a like, even though my network probably has nothing to do with social media um, I or like senior Jimbo, growth and marketing. How, how dedicated you are to the podcast. You're just on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, yes. um, I sort of sort of got posted. I thought, you know what, I'll um I'll give that a like. See if any of my people in the the map creation world fancy a changing career to senior growth marketing manager. So maybe that's got, you know, what does that entail for the future? But you know, quite nice. Yeah, that's a positive side. You should make sure to add your referral link too. I was going to say, are the referral link, or if if someone on from podcast applies for that and gets it, I, I at least want some sort of like referral bonus, um, maybe like a couple of legendary packs, maybe or something, you know, to connect it through James. I'll talk about referral links really quickly. Um, on shout out to Dane, who actually sent my referral link to someone else in the general chat who was asking for a referral link, um, which I thought was really really nice. That was. A user called Louis Courts, who has yet to purchase anything yet, but I think that's still wonderful that Dane shared it. But on other news, they rewarded me for the Eclipse one. So, and I don't think oh, it's because he purchased nice. it. I think, I think just out of kind-heartedness, they. I woke up to an inbox. They've got a common player, and I'll announce it here. I got a 53 rated um, CDM slash right <laughs> mid. So you know, not the worst, but not the best. But my girlfriend still enjoyed it regardless with a pack opening experience. So my heart felt thanks to the MFL team if that was a manual acceptance, um, because I think we can all agree that Eclipse since it's come in has been pretty active with purchasing, mm. you know, the club from Jamie and all the players from it. So you know, I wasn't expecting it, but I greatly appreciate it. So thank you, MFL team. Well, you definitely deserve that, like that terms of <laughs> thanks, uh, mate. Thanks, uh, mate. Activity and value. Uh, he asked there. me a couple of questions in the DMs as well. I'm always happy to answer them. So that's 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 an open ask to anyone out there, not just myself, but everyone on this call right now and everyone else in the NFL community. Feel free to just pop DMs to people because we're all super helpful and we want to help other users out and get better at the game as long as you're not playing us. Yes, and share our episode, our last episode. Exactly, exactly. Info about that. All right, let's finish up with... The, the dark dilemmas. dilemmas. The dark yeah. dilemma. Well, I thought we we can recycle one I liked, and Duff, you are a very active member of uh, the community, and you're a lot in Discord, so you also know kind of some other users. Um, so let's talk about your your own club, and you can hire people to uh, help you uh, run this uh, club, football club or uh, metaverse football club. 
Um, so, for example, for the director of Metaverse Football, who would you hire from the community? For the director of I think I'd probably go with the fantasy guy. I mean, the guy's got his own newsletter. It's, it's pretty it's pretty strong. Although, I will <laughs> say, you know what? I'm not going to sell. Well, I, I actually, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll pencil Gaffer in there. I, I have someone else might come up. So, we'll, we'll, we'll pencil him in there. Okay. We, so, yeah. fancy, so, Gaffer. Okay. Okay. So, um, what about, let's say, the manager? If you have to appoint someone else to manage your teams or your team, who would you hire? For this position, uh, you know, you know, I'll I'll say Dane because he does such a great job with the BFC uh, team. Up the date, so up the date. Dane for the Dane up will the be the the manager. Up He's gonna get mad that I said that because they're scuffling. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> but the season's still young. Okay, great. So so Dane is uh, manager, and uh, what about head scout? Who do you think does well? looking for talent or has an eye for that on the marketplace you know it's it's funny because uh there's a player or, or there's a couple other managers and we're i think we target similar players and then they'll pull some in the marketplace and like oh man i wish i got to that one first and i think wilbert Paul makes a lot of a lot of good choices uh bucks um or, or bill from bucks also spent, uh, also um makes some good choices but yeah we'll we'll throw um we'll throw wilbert if i had dollar for every single time someone put in the discord after someone purchased a player they go oh good pickup i was looking at him if i get a, a quid for every time someone said oh i was looking at buying him i think i would I'd be a millionaire i love it i find it so funny when someone purchases a player and someone puts in the chat um oh i was looking at him i was really close to picking him up i was like well you weren't because someone else did i always find that funny that that's definitely a. I was hoping they would drop five more dollars, and now I regret it. Type of yeah, thing. yeah. It's basically yeah. like a passive aggressive way of saying like, "Oh, congrats on the pickup, but I'm really angry you bought him because I wanted him." <laughs> yeah, wish nothing but the best. Yeah. <laughs> final position. Well, we could go, we could have more positions, but uh, let's say final one is uh, the mascot. Who would be the mascot? And you have to say like what the outfit would probably be as well, and the name maybe if you can get that. Or maybe the outfit, oh. and uh, we was in the suit. So I I was so I had I did have uh, B sellers is my marketing my marketing guy because he, he's out there always hustling. Okay, marketing. But, okay, we can add we can add yeah. the position B sellers. Uh, but uh, Taggart has to be the mascot, and I would like him to be a giant walking leaf pile. <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah! What a shout! What a shout! I do love that gift. For those who don't know the reference to this, there's a gift of Taggart where he rose above this leaf um this pile of leaves that says good morning and it's actually a brilliant gif and it's one that i think i should upload to tenor so we can actually have it as an official use case in it um and we could track its usage it's a very good gif so just just a massive what like one big leaf with loads around him or just like just just one massive leaf oh i think it would have to be a um an assortment of leaves so he could do like a roll as the pile and then stand up Okay, so his so his like walkout is him just sort of multiple roly polies out to the pitch and then just jumps up. That's sort of like how he enters and and, and shows himself at the beginning of games to the crowds. He just rolls around, doesn't walk everywhere. He just rolls around everywhere around the pitch. Okay, we, it, we it's like either it. it's either that or you have uh, people in front of them. You know how like they would throw like uh, like rose petals or something in front, of them, but just with leaves. Okay, pay, giving man. him a path to walk. Maybe this could be the 
Jimbo, this could be the hashtag, maybe. Rolling in leaves. Hashtag rolling in leaves. Something like that. Yeah, let's do that then. Yeah. Hashtag, if you're listening to this point, which I know a lot of you are, and for those of you who put hashtag happy birthday Jimbo, I appreciate you, and I will get round to sending you your common players. I've just been really busy this week and ill, and I will send you a common player. I think Big Wolf was the first one. He's keen for a common player. But if you're listening this far, hashtag, what do we say it was? Hashtag... Rolling in leaves, Rolling hashtag in rolling in leaves there you go pop that in the discord general let us know that you've got this far because i'd love to see it all all of you each week posting you've got this far towards the end of the podcast um but on that note just to close it up there duff have you got a a, a nickname for that mascot or we just just call him leaf man yeah i think leafy's pretty Leafy's pretty good okay leafy awesome awesome um well i think this is probably quite a a nice point to close at duff have you got anything you want to shout out showcase publicize to the the mfl podcast listeners Uh, i think we are a uh, apollo 11 collect on um on twitter once you sign up for that one handle it becomes hard to change um and if you want to follow along how we're doing we're also um, in, in the Discord. I'm happy to answer any questions that people have. You know, I'm, I'm, we're all trying to uh, learn together. Um, and so, you know, I'm happy to kind of put my cards uh, on the table. Uh, follow the When Dirt Cast. And also, I will say that as, you know, as frustrated as we all get at times by XG, if you track your XG, you will find out that, uh, if, you know, if you're winning an XG, you're going to win more games than you lose. And sometimes you get a little bit unlucky. But, um you know, look at, the, don't just focus on the times where you have higher XG and you, and you lose as that is a uh, frustrating uh, sickness that is spreading through the discord. And uh, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. R- r- rumor does, rumor does have it. If you follow the Wender cast or at least listen to each episode each week, you do get slightly higher XG. Um, I can provide evidence for that in next week's episode. Um, other than that, thank you all so very much for listening and we'll see you this time next week for another episode of the Wendert Cast. Thank you for listening.